Hello and welcome to Modern Intuition Podcast with your host, Olivia Scott. In this podcast, we talk all things intuition, spirituality, manifestation, and the road to uncovering soul purpose. I will be chatting with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, business owners, and industry experts to hear their road to creating success and how intuition has played into that journey. We uncover practical tools and inspiration to use in our own modern day lives to create our own version of happy, high vibration living in alignment with our true authentic self. Today's episode is brought to you by Eve Health, at home hormone testing. I am personally so passionate about women taking control over their hormones. So how does it work? You can purchase your test online from www.evehealth.com and then you collect a urine sample from the comfort of your own home. After sending your sample to the lab, Eve scientists will analyze your results and a health consultant will put together your report complete with diet, lifestyle and nutritional recommendations based on your unique body. Listeners to this podcast can access an exclusive 15% discount off your Eve test. Just visit www.evehealth.com and enter the code INTUITION at the checkout. That's I-N-T-U-I-T-I-O-N. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Modern Intuition. It has been a couple of months since the last episode was put out and I'm really excited to let you know that I am finally in a new space. So I've got a new office space, a new desk. I've actually got an assistant that has come on board to help me with the podcast. So I can say with full intention that the podcast is going to be a lot more consistent from now going on, going forward, which I'm really excited for. The podcast became way more more regularly listened to than I had anticipated quite quickly. So I have, with the new year and with, the, with my new year intentions, I have started to put a lot more of a system in place for getting the podcasts up and running and, and getting some really fresh, juicy content out. So I moved house a few weeks ago, which is why I've got this new space and I'm no longer recording the podcast intros on the floor of my bedroom. (laughs) Um, So I moved into a new house, which was great. I actually was in limbo for a few months waiting to move in and so good. It actually is is amazing how the home environment can filter right out into our our mental health and the the few those few months that I was juggling in between places I really wasn't able to create a structure for or a foundation for my business and getting work out and it was um I was doing the same things every day but I was just not feeling as grounded in myself and I could see that that was extending out into my business so The last few weeks have been a really lovely grounding, grounding into the new home, but also grounding into the business and growing some really deep roots to create some space for all the the things that are coming in in 2020. So just a few updates for things that have been going on recently. I hosted my first Reiki Level 1 training on the weekend, which was very cool. I hosted it at Breathe and there was 10 lovely people who've, who joined for the for the training. Um, it was a beautiful day and there is another one coming up in March. So if you are in Auckland and you're wanting to learn about Reiki and learn how to use Reiki for self-healing, for healing on others, or for just becoming more aware of energy and your own intuition... Quite a lot of the people who joined for the class said that their intention for coming was actually just to return to a space of inner alignment and learn how to use a deeper energy practice within their lives and for their friends and family. So if that sounds like a bit of you, then check out the Reiki Level 1 training, which is on my website, linked in the show notes, and we have a Level 2 training coming up in May. So... 
yeah, it was a beautiful day on Sunday. And the week before that, I launched the first week of uh, the 10-week group coaching program that I have going on currently, which is called the Love Club. Um, and it's really awesome to start with, have been starting to work with these awesome women. Uh, there's, I think there's eight of us all together. Um, it's it's over over Zoom, so it's conducted online, and there's women from all around New Zealand, which is which is incredible, and it's quite amazing the power of not only accountability in a group sense, but also the sharing and the feedback and the learning that comes from actually hearing other people's experiences, and and that stems right out into our daily life, right? The more vulnerable we are, the more we are able to share with others, the more we we actually let them in and hold space for them to do that for themselves as well. So a few things been going on recently. It's been pretty busy and um, obviously the usual Sundays and Mondays Reiki healings up on Jervois Road in the clinic there. If you're in Auckland and you're feeling a little out of alignment or wanting some healing then I'd absolutely love to have you. Um, and today so we've got guest Zenat Wilkinson who I met a few years ago she is a she's a beautiful soul and she is also incredibly clever and she has created an online community and platform called Source Magazine where her years of industry experience working in magazines she's worked for Elle she's worked for Grazia worked for BBC she studied in London and she's worked her way over to New Zealand and established herself here as a really well-known uh, lifestyle and online platform and magazine for modern day women. She has, she says something and she said during the podcast that res- really resonated with me and she said every woman is an expert in whatever it is for that, that they themselves love. So she says in what she shares on her platform is never a you should have this product or you should do this thing. It's a conversation where she creates a platform that says, this is what is new, this is what is interesting, what do you guys think? Why don't you guys try it and let me know what you think, rather than kind of that maybe selling or pushing content that is so often seen around these days. So she has a really unique perspective on building a brand and a platform in this modern day world, but also how to really authentically connect with people in these new platforms in a way that feels right and also she discusses her relationship to how she actually manages her own self-care and spiritual rituals alongside using social media and online content as her way of communicating her business. It's fascinating and she talks a lot about um, what she learned growing up spiritually and almost kind of taking things and creating your own toolbox essentially. So I'm so stoked to have Zenit on the podcast today. I hope you guys love it and I look forward to actually speaking to you very soon, sooner than usual, sooner than last time. Enjoy. If you love today's episode, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, leave me a review or connect with me on Instagram and let me know what you think. So welcome Zenit. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. So for those who don't know Zenit, uh, Zenit is a modern day journalist, stylist and beauty editor and she's created a content platform source which is an online magazine platform of sorts with an underpinning of style and beauty and inclusivity. And what I really love about Source is that it also pulls through an educational side where it's like, yes, I want to talk about all of these beautiful and exciting things happening and all those things that us modern day women really want to share and talk about. Uh, But also there's an aspect of it that, like you said, is inclusive and also has an educational uh, what's going on in the world and this is kind of my voice and things like that that takes it to that next level and we get to see a real side of you through that platform, which I think is, um, yeah, so important and to have a voice in this information age. That's right. And I think um, the way we sort of operate is sort of look at 
the modern day woman as an expert like every woman is an expert and she knows exactly what works for her what doesn't work for her and what we really do is try and share our opinion and this is our skin type or this is the sort of style we personally like and really kind of bring out that personal aspect mm-hmm. to um to like storytelling so that's really important rather than being preachy and sort of like know it all because um really everyone has opinions on things they like and don't like and we really value that and appreciate that yeah exactly and that's why i really love your content and i remember when i met you a few years ago was when i think you might have come to a raw kitchen event perhaps or was some sort of um PR event yeah and I remember meeting you and you were so humble and grounded and down to earth which is refreshing in this modern day time of there being people doing similar things to what you're doing out there but saying this is how it should be or this these are the products that you should be using whereas you are like this is cool this has just come out I'm enjoying it I'm loving it but also what do you guys think absolutely um you know it's just um Again, it's, it's such a personal thing, like beauty and style, like you, you know, some people like using red molds like early on and some people, I personally think like you could wait till in your late 20s and 30s, but again, this is very personal and I, I think it's like, it's nice to have that conversation and that dialogue around, around, around just like things you like and dislike rather than putting people in boxes, I'm not into that, so I don't like to put anyone in any sort of like box or, or even like for us like to really um, put ourselves in a box because um, it's nice to like learn and keep learning and keep exploring and understanding how the sort of space works where you know um, with beauty as well as like fashion. Exactly and I think it's a really sustainable approach too because not only is your audience growing and learning at the same time but you're growing and learning and you're kind of growing and learning at the same time together and knowing that yeah one product might work for three years for you or six months or three months but there's always going to be something new and exciting to talk about and share and relevant things going on. Yeah and we're huge believers just because something's really expensive doesn't mean it's like the best and we really want to bring like the best products and like talk about, um, su- suggest um, things that are affordable and really effective. But you know, and occasionally we do think like, a, like we love, I love my lawnmower, and you mm. know, so um, those are like some investment things that we do like to share about. Mm, that's perfect. And you have done an incredible job, and that's why I wanted to bring you onto this podcast, is because I think you have a really unique approach and voice to creating a business, not just. A business that works for you in this kind of new sphere that didn't even exist five years ago but you've created a business that is unique approachable but you've had to go on your own career journey first and foremost to get to where you are now that's right yeah so i had a formal training in publishing i have worked with magazines all my life and i think that having that trajectory in like learning through all the different areas that I worked on. Like my first ever internship was at like L Decor magazine, which is, mm. I do nothing with like decor now, but that was a really interesting like learning experience. And I worked with the BBC group, like um, within that we launched um, Grazia magazine in India. And uh, that was an incredible experience. And wow. just, it really taught me how to work hard and really, bring the right um, people together so there was like a lot of shoots that I was producing and organizing and sometimes the magic is not sometimes the magic really is when when all the pieces of the puzzle sort of like match and when the makeup artist and the photographer and the model like everyone sort of like collaborates on a project and I think those little areas not not little like those like big areas of like learning have really helped me guide me into get into like what I do now Mm. and when you're surrounded by those really fast-paced kind of big more corporate environments and there are so many different people in a puzzle it really gives you a different perspective on how to work in those environments and what's so important and usually what's important is staying really grounded and humble and learning and soaking up as much as you can yes and you know just also how you kind of talk to everyone you know there are times when you're stressed you're tired and 
um, you know, really uh, make sure you, you have like positive energy, not bringing the entire crew down because everyone's working really hard and, you know, just like understanding how to be a bit more kind and polite, like throughout the process. Like those are really important, like learning experience and experiences that I've had, I think. Mm, and how incredible to be around Al Decor and Gracia and BBC at such a young age. How old were you? Um, I think my Enzaco um, internship, you know, I honestly forgot about this until like recently that I did this. I think I was 16 or 17 back then. Wow. And I did like lots of different internships after that as well throughout uni. And I think my first ever job was at 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And that was as, um, as fashion stylist first and sort of like moved into the fashion editorial contributor role at Grazia. Perfect. Wow. So did you grow up in New Zealand? No. So I grew up in, I'm born in Mumbai and I lived there pretty much my whole life. But I did, um, I did go to London to study um, at some point. So I studied at St. Martin's in London for a while and I did some work experience there. But I did actually come to New Zealand when I was 12. And this is sort of like what sparked my love affair with the country. Um, this was like the first time I ever like left India, I ever left my family and like went somewhere and and you know New Zealand is pretty special, it, everyone says that and um, What brought you here? Well, my cousins live here so I sort of came here to visit them and I thought I'd do like a little bit of like sort of summer school and just experience like what it's like being away and and my family thought it was a good idea as well i'm glad they let me experience this because it's such it was such an eye-opening experience it really made me realize the impact of like nature and how yeah how that can just um play on your psyche like just be being surrounded by nature was such an impactful experience for me and i just sort of like went back I lived in Mumbai and then I lived in London. They're all like really busy cities, but part of me always craved to be in um, in nature and in I don't know. There's something magical about New Zealand, and that sort of like pulled me here eventually. Wow! So that trip at twelve years old was supposed to happen. That was meant to happen, and it's you know how they say like you be, be careful of what you wish for. Like all I ever wanted was to like come here and live here. And I totally forgot about this dream, like sort of went on with my life and, you know, working in fashion and um, living in like so many different parts of the world and and I had a really bad breakup and um, and I sort of wanted to do my like sort of eat, play, pray, eat, pray love, love. Yeah. Um, journey and the, the, the final leg of my journey was New Zealand and yeah, and then I met my now husband and yeah so it all just somehow worked out that's crazy that's (laughs) absolutely crazy so you were working in the fashion industry in london and in india yeah that's right and then you did an eat pray love and you came to new zealand meet your partner and never went back well i went back you know (laughs) i only met him for a couple of days when i was here and we just sort of stayed in touch and did like we just got to know each other over a long distance situation and and then I decided to um, you know try and see if we could maybe work things out and sort of like long distance is good for a while it gives you an opportunity to really like get to know each other um, and like understand each other's like likes and dislikes but after some time I think it's important to actually like figure your life out and so I came here to like sort of figure my life out and see if I could get a job and and I managed to get a really, I managed to get a good job here in fashion PR, and so that was sort of like my first foray into the industry in New Zealand. Mm. So you found it pretty easy to get a job. It was. I think I was really lucky. I think um, it just worked out that the place that I wanted to work at. There were two people there working back then, and they um, left that during that first month, and uh, you know I was offered a role and. Yeah, did you know? Yeah, my boss was very kind and did my visa, and Mm. um, thanks to her, I'm here now. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, because that visa process was going to what I was going to ask you about next. So, and before we continue, how did you actually meet your partner? Okay, I'll give you the the short version. Um, So, (laughs) I yeah through a common friend, and this friend of mine that I met her really randomly in Hong Kong on the street, and. I just overheard her tell someone that she is going 
she's gonna be in New Zealand. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna be, in, we were all drunk, and I think it was New Zealand. I was like, I'm gonna be in New Zealand. And we're like, yeah, we should hang out. And then when I got here, we caught up um, somehow. And she organized a little like weekend getaway and um, invited some of her friends. And one of those friends is Luke. Wow. Yeah. I think that's just such a beautiful reminder because we have a lot of listeners who are kind of in the process of figuring out who they want to meet, how it's going to happen. And these days, I think it's a little bit uh, confusing or hard because there's Tinder and Bumble and then there's not much else unless you go partying. And there's so many listeners that kind of don't want to party anymore. Um, And sometimes I love these stories because you just don't know when you're going to stumble across your next love of your life. Yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I was here for like two months and I was hoping, oh, you know, maybe I'll meet someone. It would be nice to like, you know, go on dates and stuff when you're, you know, in in a new city. Um, But I didn't meet anyone. And on the literally on the last weekend, I met Luke and... Mm. I didn't think anything of it, you know, I was leaving, uh, we met on Friday and then Monday was my flight out of New Zealand, so I didn't think about it and just, um, just we just like sort of hung out as friends and I think this is, that was the magic to just like not overthink and just enjoy mm-hmm. each other's company and that was really special. Yeah, I think it's so often and I hear this every single story, it's when you actually go, okay, I actually don't care anymore. I'm just going to stop thinking about it, stop pushing it, stop thinking, is this my next man? And just go, oh, I'm just going to have fun now. Or like when you stop thinking about it, it's those moments when you actually, something happens. Yes, when you least expect it, something magical happens. Yeah, when you let go of the expectation. Exactly. Okay, so how long ago was it that you kind of started to settle in New Zealand? Oh, so I've been here for eight years now. Eight years. Okay, cool. Perfect. And I think it's absolutely incredible what you've achieved in eight years. So how long was it, how long ago did you start Source? So Source, I think it's, we're about to get into our fourth year. So four years, I'd say. Um, That's, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting journey. You know, like learning how to um, create content for the digital world. It's mm-hmm. very, it's, it's moving really quickly. You know, as you know, like there's so many changes in Instagram. Like every week, there's a new trend. There's something new happening. So really, us being a digital um, platform, uh, and this is how we sort of like communicate through the digital space. It was, it was, it has been a wonderful experience. Just like learning throughout the process. Absolutely. And what was the inspiration behind starting it initially? And did you know that it was going to get to the point that it has now? I honestly did not expect um, this sort of like growth. Like our growth has been immense. And like, you know, we started from nothing really from the ground. Um, And it has been an incredibly humbling experience to see the love and appreciation for the work that we do and I think that's what sort of like keeps us going like every time I meet someone and they're like such huge fans of Source and you know they love what we create and um, and you know they love the sort of like experience through storytelling yeah so I think that really has uh, kept us inspired and mm-hmm. kept kept me going I feel like I say us but it's just it yeah. is us there is a there is um, there is a wonderful team that helps me out quite a bit but it's me Every day. You yeah. can claim that. You can yes. say this yeah. is you me. Know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to say we when I was the one person raw kitchen because yeah. it made it sound bigger than actually what it was. But then someone said to me, "Why don't you own that and claim that it's just you?" And I thought, "Oh, that's scary." Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, we're just always like sort of competing with like these big companies and these big corporations. But it's amazing how much you can achieve with like focus and hard work mm. and like. The right skill set even if it's just one person and I think it's so expansive for people to hear that you came to New Zealand not really knowing anybody no one at all and you've yeah. literally started from the ground up your relationships connections networking everything that's right yeah I think I sort of like look back and like the, the friendships and you know the connections I've made and I think it's New Zealand as well, like the people are really nice here and really kind and it's easy to DM someone or like when you meet someone be like yes let's work together, let's collaborate, there's always this like great like collaborative energy here and I think that sort of like really aided um, my work and you know helped me 
create these that really strong connections with creatives yeah yeah what was the hardest part of starting um the hardest part was um really to understand the branding because the branding is i feel like it's everything like you know everything from like your form to your logo and um your imagery like that is that is really hard and every now and then i I feel like I'm obviously changing as a person and I want to tweak it but we do like ever so like just tweak it ever so slightly over the years um but I think that was like the hardest thing to really nail that and when you do that as you know any sort of like if you're starting a business or if you're an entrepreneur um you know promoting your own uh, freelance work whatever I think like having a strong branding is Mm. such an important and did you get someone to help you with that in the beginning? Yes, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. And did you start the business in the beginning full-time or did you do it on the side for a while? I have been, yeah, I've been full-time in this business for a while. I did actually start the business with a friend, but she had to move to Melbourne, so we sort of, like, couldn't um, keep continuing together. So it sort of was me, like, doing full-time you know, working full-time on this throughout the process. Yeah, I think I was freelancing before I started so so was, mm. I got a dog, actually. This is a story. The truth behind <laughs> is that I, had, I got a dog. I had a puppy and I had to, like, look after him. And so I decided to, like, to, like not find, like, look for another job and just uh, freelance for a while so I can spend time with him. And, yeah. And then you are three years later, still at home with the dog. Or yes, four years four later. Years, I know, yes. And um, where he's like our office intern now. So. <laughs> Your mascot. That's right. Yeah. Everyone has to have a office mascot. Office intern, taster, I don't know, sous chef, everything. Yes. <laughs> also, I feel like the the energy of pets around you when you're working is so grounding. Sometimes you just like you need a little happy little furry ta- wagging tail next to you yeah, to give you a minute so break. Absolutely, like the moments which can be so overwhelming, and uh, and you know I know how to like take him out for a little walk and just taking the break, going out, getting some fresh air for five minutes is is such a like it just cleanses your energy and like resets you. Mm. Dogs are back. Are great excuses to get fresh air. It's like forced yes. getting out of the house. Yes. When you're working from home, especially. And not ideal in winter, which really sucks. That day as well. I'm just like, no, I don't want to go out. It's awful outside. But exercise is good, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> fresh air is good, especially when you're a creative and you yeah. kind of feel uh, like you are in a bit of a rut creatively or energetically and a bit of oxygen always I find gives such a boost of fresh inspiration. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So there's like a little bit I think these days and we were talking about this the other day when we caught up for a coffee that the perception of working from home or being a a content creator or a freelancer is easy or Mm. it's the good life or and you know you can create you can make it easier on yourself but oftentimes it's a lot more challenging than people realize yes what do you find is the most challenging parts of working for yourself and being a content creator um you know obviously when you're your own boss um there is no one there to tell you what to do and there's also no one there to pat you on your back when you do a good job and you really have to be that support system for yourself to acknowledge that yes I did well and let me treat myself to a little massage or something you know so um really kind of I think for me it's um like having days where I can just like sit back and analyze achievements but also um really work on the business because you get you get stuck in a rut just working in the business and it's really important to also work on the business and think about your future plan what you really want where you want to be in the next six months or a year or five years i'm not a five-year kind of person so i think like for me it's like one year is like yeah so i try and do that on mondays i do have a um a wellness slash business coach and i do speak to her like once in two weeks and I think that has really really helped me just having a soundboard to like sort of bounce off ideas but just kind of um just talking just talking to someone this like medium of talking 
can be uh, a process where you can realize a lot about yourself, like mm. what you want. So just being able to talk to someone and really be free without any judgment and it has been like such a great learning process for me. Like literally just saying things and I realize, oh, actually, yeah, that's actually, I just said that and that's a great idea. I should do that, you know, mm. that's sort of, Exactly, and I was just about to ask you about what you have done in terms of investing in coaches or business consultants and yeah. things like that, because you're right, I think it's so important when when we are working for ourselves or for everyone who's listening who is in freelancing or a creative at, uh, either at home or from a co-working space, sometimes you can only see what you can see and we can only grow to that point and sometimes it takes someone outside of our usual normal life to point things out to go, hey, what about, have you thought about this or hey I'm seeing that this is how you're showing up in this situation can you expand beyond there or can you grow beyond there and I think that that's so important uh even in life not necessarily even if we're just even if we're working we don't have to be self-employed to actually have that outside perspective someone who isn't a friend or a family member to go hey, I'm going to keep you accountable to this, actually. Yes, or, exactly. Like, you know, every, your friends get busy in their lives. They're not going to be like, oh, you, you said that you do this. You haven't done this in two weeks. But, you know, if you have, like, a coach or someone who can kind of keep you, yeah, make sure you kind of get, you know, do. They'll remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there anything else that you have done in the process of owning your business to expand or... I guess research and grow I think I find that um, starting a business is really easy but it's really the growth the growth aspect of it that scares me that uh, there have been lots of ideas it's sort of like playing around with and things that I want to do next year um, and I keep saying that next year but next year I'm gonna do them <laughs> next year is six weeks away just oh so you know God. no don't say that <laughs> oh I'll hold you accountable. No. <laughs> as soon as we're done, the to-do list is coming out. We get through it. Um, but yeah, there's. I think growth is something that scares me. Like I have always been really independent, and I like this sort of like medium of like working on my own and being my own boss and like working with people, um, but like working remotely, and that can be challenging when you're also trying to grow. Yeah, so I find that that's sort of like in between phase where I'm at, like a bit tricky. And especially when your business is an online medium. That's right. Because the joys of that is that you can be anywhere, but because the online medium is ever-changing, you do almost have to stay inspired yourself and kind of keeping ahead of not just trends of what your topic of interest is, but trends of how the online environment is changing. Yeah, absolutely. It's... um, it's you know, there's always something new, like everyone's talking about TikTok and to like know if like if there's something for my business and really like do your research and know like which areas of like the digital space you want to explore and um, sometimes that can be hard when you're all by yourself and you don't have, yeah, you don't exactly. have a business partner. Yeah. You just have to follow your instincts. So I think maybe TikTok, TikTok is not for us <laughs> just yet. <laughs> I've seen a lot about TikTok. I haven't really looked into it yet, but it's something that very, sounds very interesting. It, it, it seems like a night, mind-numbing <laughs> platform. Yeah. It doesn't surprise but me. But like fun in some sense. So I think it's very like youth-driven, so definitely something that younger people are really drawn to. It's just, yeah. Mm. And you would have seen a lot of shift and change within the industry being a mostly... I guess print industry moving to online and things having changed a lot in the last five years five to ten years even so where do you think the industry is moving in your field in fashion and beauty and style specifically where do you think that's going at the moment I think it's gonna be sort of the survival of the fittest you know like um, it is challenging there's like brands um, that are doing incredibly well around the globe and you can now buy online and so obviously if you are a small New Zealand brand you really have to make sure your quality and what you're producing and how you're producing it like your ethos and your values are like really strong because um, people are buying into the storytelling and the narrative and rather than 
in plain white top do you know what I mean like they're really connecting with the brand and uh, I think like in that sense like social media really helps because you can really you can really um, you can share your story your values and beliefs and you can connect with the audience and I'm really sort of um, in, a, in a wonderful way because you know I'm sure like a lot of people like including you like you, know, you get a lot of DMs from like interested in what you're doing and they want to learn more and know more and so like I think in that sense like um, it's um, the digital space is really democratizing um, the mm. industry yeah it's true and transparency is becoming one of the most valued things even with big corporations they're teaming up with these more transparent localized either influencers or businesses yeah. to almost go hey guys look we're authentic as well we actual fact the consumer is like you said wiser than ever because we have got access to straight up transparency all the time with social media so that's right yeah if you do held yeah i mean you know you you are held accountable to what you do and what you say so um so you have to be really careful as well exactly this is true this is why this is what we need to start real conversations and I think which is why over the last five years real conversations have come out of the uh, social media environment because we are becoming a lot more transparent around what's true and what's not yeah I yeah for, like for a while I was sharing a lot of my thoughts on social media and I sort of had to pull it back recently um, because um, it's very easy to put like I said like you know you get put in like a sort of type of box like and I don't want to put myself in a box that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person that, like, you know, loves to shop local brands, like, to also buy international ones, and a lot of my buyers are, and, you know, and maybe there's habits that I'm trying to improve and change and be better, but, um, again, I'm just human, and I think we need to stop putting people in, like, boxes, and, that's perfect and I think that's such an important reminder because when you are in the space of the digital world we're constantly as creators constantly learning and growing ourselves and it's okay to change our minds and I think when we take that um, perception off ourselves of putting ourselves in a box it means that we can go and have fun and learn new things and not feel afraid to say something contradictory to something we might have said three months ago and that's when I think we can evolve and grow as creators because there's no limits on what we can say and Absolutely. share. Yeah. I think it's so important to have like positive dialogue and conversations and not divide people based on like um, their beliefs because that can happen because you you know you have friends who have different sets of beliefs and instead of like that you know just you have to learn to just um, appreciate them and you know not get your beliefs in the way of mm-hmm. like friendship and your connections with people oh that's so important i love this okay so how do you stay inspired how do i stay inspired i think travel is my biggest Mm. like in trigger um there's something about just moving out of my comfort zone and um even if it's a work trip where I'm working like incredibly hard and not just relaxing and sightseeing and drinking martinis but I still find that when I come back dead exhausted from my trip I still feel like a shift in my energy like I still feel like I've figured something new out about myself and my business and where I want things to go I think like my intuition level is much higher when I travel Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is like I think like Routine is good to a certain extent, but you sort of need to push yourself out of your comfort zone to learn something new, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah of course. And this is actually something that I uh, teach in, in my work is getting away from your usual routine because routine is great, but what it does is it forms the same neural pathways every single day and they become stronger and stronger and stronger and if we don't challenge them if we don't ever go actually i'm going to take myself away from this environment and learn new ways of seeing things and new ways of thinking we don't actually learn new things about our, exactly. about ourselves yeah. or what we might love more or what we might enjoy more or a way of thinking that we haven't been exposed to before yeah absolutely and this is why like you know even if i can't travel like i like to try things within my city like workshops and you know if it's um, just painting or pottery or you know I haven't done any of those two things recently but but just um, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and being surrounded by um, 
different people and learn something new. And I think that's something that I want to explore next year with Source, you know, really have like a small, um, an offline activation that where we can, people can come together and like maybe um, just learn something new, learn a new skill. Mm, I totally agree with that. And with the way that you use and create content on social media, do you have uh, any rules for yourself of how you kind of protect your energy? Um, I so I practice Buddhism, and what I do is I do like a Buddhist chant every morning, and I feel like that helps me reset my energy. Um, so it's basically repeated me chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, and I do that for like 15 minutes with the prayer every morning, and I think that kind of like reminds me of like the bigger picture in life, like prayers. I think in some sense, even just reminding yourself of you um what is important to you you know family and health and you know all of these like things that you take for granted on a daily basis so i think chanting and prayer and i think that sort of like resets my energy in some sense Mm. i love that and do you find that that affects the way that you show up through your social platforms I think so. I think it makes me more humble, more grounded. Um, um, you know, I don't take anything for. Um, did I say granted? I don't. I don't take anything for granted as such. You know, I just um, think of myself as someone who's learning, and like I want to always like do my research and give my put my best foot forward mm. anytime I'm saying something or creating something. I love that. And I know the other day you mentioned when we were chatting about this, you said that there's a sun ritual or as a sun mantra yeah. that you do. Yes. Um, so I like to. I find like the sun's energy, like especially in the morning, is like very cleansing. And so I sit in the sun and I chant uh, Om Surya E Namaha. So you say that three times. Om Surya E Namaha. What does that mean? Um, Om, you know what Om is, so you know mm. that's like um, the you know, universal sound mm. and um, Surya Namaha. I think I'm not sure because it's Sanskrit. Mm. I'm not sure the exact meaning, but I think it's like I acknowledge you, the sun, and mm. I think so. This is what it means. Mm. I have no idea. Or I'm grateful for. The yes, sun. exactly. Mm. I sort of imagine myself giving a big warm hug to the sun mm. and just. Um, letting it like letting the light you know just like go through every cell and every like inch of me and really allow that sort of like energy and light to go through me Mm, i'm already feeling it i'm like vibrating higher (laughs) already the sun meditation i love that so what are your spiritual beliefs so I, um, you know, I'm a bit of a cherry picker when it comes to like, <laughs> like yeah, I'll take a little bit of this and I'll take a, you know, whole heap of Buddhism and I'll add a little bit of Christmas on top. That's sort of like how I am. You know, I am Muslim, so I still consider myself Muslim, although I don't um, pray. Uh, I don't do the Islamic prayers because they're actually quite hard. Um, so I, but I do love the cultural aspects of it. And um, it's something that, you know, when it's something I'm born into and it's, um, in some sense, it's a big part of me, but also I have learned to sort of like navigate the areas around like religion. I think it can be very, um, you can feel very guilty about things if you don't do things in a certain way. So I try and not impose myself and like, yeah, I just like try and like I said, cherry pick. I want to pick the best, I also like love areas of like Hinduism, you know, um, there's some of the gods like are really exciting and there's like, yeah, they have like certain, um, certain philosophies within that which is, um, um, I find very educa- educational in some sense as mm. well. Yeah. And were your parents very strong in Muslim um, traditions? My family is, like my mom has always been pretty relaxed and my dad is slightly more religious I'd say but I have, um, you know it's really about like showing respect so I sort of like he'll be like oh are you praying and I'm like yeah yeah totally 
you know, I just want to give him, like, I don't want to question his mm. beliefs. Like, it gives him, it makes him a better person. He's an incredibly kind, generous, giving person. And those, like, that faith and that belief has made him, maybe it's like a big part of him. And I don't ever want to question his, mm. you know, his set of beliefs. Yeah. Mm. And do you, did you ever feel afraid of going past that and choosing other ways of, um, I guess, from cherry-picking parts of yeah. other religions? Um, I never, yeah, I think like Buddhism is like probably the one that has, um, it's, I've been drawn to it the most and it really makes a lot of sense to me, like um, the philosophy is such a beautiful philosophy and it's really about energy the universe and you know karma and all of these things make you know make sense um and so i think like that's been the biggest one that yeah i do love um the celebratory aspect of everything you know like <laughs> the bali i love to celebrate the bali i love to yeah. um, celebrate christmas and um often people ask me if i celebrate christmas i'm like what, what do you think i'm a monster of course i celebrate christmas <laughs> I've been celebrating, you know, my family has been, uh, I think this is the beauty of like growing up in India that it's, we really celebrate everything there. Mm. So my family's always celebrated Christmas, we've celebrated the Bali, we've done, um, you know, Eid is a big part of our culture as well. Eid is like Christmas for Muslims. Ah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. And is it on the same day of the year? It's according to the lunar calendar, which obviously changes, oh, cool. so it's, yeah. It's, it's a little bit different each year. Yeah, a little different Okay. Yeah. And so, how do you connect into that higher energy? I know you mentioned your morning mantra. Is there any other way that you kind of connect with that energy during the day? Really just coffee, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> coffee, dog walks. Um, coffee takes you to a spiritual yeah, place. It's just breathing, deep belly breathing. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really really good um yeah just even quick like five minute meditations are like good if you're feeling anxious and down and mm. how do you pull yourself out of a rut what are your self-care rituals um i love taking a bath so if mm. i'm feeling really really tired i'll put some epsom salt in my bath and some like beautiful lavender oil and do a little soak and maybe listen to like a podcast or some music mm. and just have that downtime um i don't know it's something about being in the water so i think in summer like going for swims is really great like um what the water is like what's very healing mm. so if it's yeah if it's summer then probably going to the beach and if it's winter i love to do baths yeah oh water is so purifying and actually on an energetic level it resets us so it helps to release up any pent-up energy and just sets it free i know so powerful it is it's amazing yes so what are your rituals for creating and manifesting in your life i sometimes write down um things i want and want to achieve so I'll write it on a piece of paper and um, I have a Buddhist which is um, the scripture, the Buddhist scripture where I pray and I just fold it and put it underneath and I like, sort of almost like forget about it but I know it's there to like remind me about like what I really want to achieve and what I want in life and, and then I think like before I chant I might sometimes read it and just and then just send the message to the universe and let the universe um, bring it to me so I, I do believe that sometimes the universe does bring the right thing to you so you just have to trust the universe at times as well there are time yeah there have been there have been um, situations where I've wanted something really really badly and it hasn't worked out but something else magical has come out of it so I sort of like big believer in let the universe bring the best thing to you <laughs> definitely yeah it's so powerful to actually declaring your intentions either onto paper yeah. or even voicing them okay. that exchange of energy is already the first seed of planting the manifestation yeah. and creating I that agree. thing and you're right whatever the energy is that behind that's behind that intention is what's going to pull that either that specific thing in or the next best thing exactly yeah um honestly i feel like this like energy in the universe really knows the right part or like I don't know 
how to like frame this sentence but you know you would yeah i think just staying true to you and like also um figuring out the reasons i always sort of like question like why is why do i want this is it because is it an ego thing is it like what is driving this like want in you know so i really try and like think about it and like is this an ego thing or is it like real personal growth so really trying to separate that and i think um when you write it down i think it's really good yeah it's really powerful yeah and thank you for saying that because that's something that's been coming up quite a lot recently with my clients is where is this want or the desire coming from is it coming from a place of ego or is it coming from a genuine place of authenticity when we call things in from a place of ego even if they come in they don't actually make us as happy or the happiness that we're seeking doesn't actually match up to what we think it's going to be when it's from a place of fear or ego yes, yeah. but when we tune into who we are our authenticity and call in things from that place it really really does fill us up and fill up our cup so what do you do to stay authentic to who you are like spending time with your friends and family and really cutting out the noise you know um, I do spend an awful amount of time on Instagram but there are days where I just have to like put my phone away and just be in the real world and again I'm traveling I think like suddenly you're not I'm not um, Xenot with all these labels I'm just a person in the world and and just you know I think that sort of like is very grounding yeah, and it's so interesting you say that it doesn't take long. We can get so caught up, I think, in in our own little bubble, yeah. uh, perhaps on Instagram and perhaps what our accolades are and our achievements, but it only takes going to the supermarket to get out of that place and get exactly. us right back to yes. a humble ground. Yeah, and for me, it's like the dog park. Like, I'm like, nobody knows me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it's, I can be me. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. Grounded. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so what does intuition feel like for you? Um, intuition, I think, to me is like this voice inside you. Um, this like, kind, loving voice that is telling you the right thing. And um, that's really, to me, is like an intuition. Yeah. Mm. Do you think intuition leads us down a path that is sometimes scary? Yes, yeah. I think it, it's scary because you know you're fighting with your ego and it does question a lot of things. Yeah, mm. and really you really have to put your ego aside and um, and then think that okay, this is fine, this is right, this is the amount of growth, and I'm happy with this growth. It mm. doesn't have to be a forced growth, and I think your intuition makes you realize these things. Mm, it does yeah during your career so far when you've had those intuitive moments of going okay i think i have to do something make the leap take the risk feel the fear and just move forward through the fear where has that come up most in your life what fears have you had to overcome so many moments um where i've had to you know i think like when we went to new zealand that was a really big one i think when i left india i was you know, at the, the peak, or like sort of literally getting to the peak of my career as a stylist. You know, I was working with um, the incredible um, uh, Bollywood actors and um, photographers styling cover shoots and leaving that and just like coming here and coming with um, no connections, no, um, you know, sort of like I had a lot of experience, but I did not know anyone, and that was a huge. Um, leap of faith almost that I had to take and know that it would be okay that's I'm so glad you said that because I think a lot of people who are in situations that are good for example the job that you had with Bollywood actresses and actors being around that sort of environment would have been perceived as quite successful but and I think a lot of people get there and they're like oh but I think I want something else I want more I want to dig a bit deeper around what I really want and I think the leap between there and the next part is always very scary. I know. I think also I've always, um, you know, um, my job is not me, you know, like your success to start to find who you are as a person. You can always grow and I feel like taking that risk and sometimes trying something new 
is actually good because all the dots connect, like all of that experience and you know, even if you're trying something completely different, you will learn something there. And maybe you might decide that you don't want to stay there or do that and you might want to go back to what you were doing, but you will learn something new there mm-hmm. and that will be um, a thing, you know, a feather in your hat sort of a thing and you always um, have that mm-hmm. experience with you. Mm, yeah, totally. I love that. So how do you stay inspired and who are you inspired by? I stay inspired by reading a lot. You know, I do um, enjoy sitting down with a good book and cutting out all the noise. Um, I'd say, I know this sounds a bit, I don't know, I, I don't really look at other people and what they're doing. I think, especially when it comes to styling, I feel like I'm definitely one of the purest. Like, I have no clue what's going on on the wrong way sometimes, but I feel like I just lead with my intuition, lead with like what looks good and what feels right, and and more so often when I do that, it always um, is like a great shoot or whatever. You know, if I'm writing something, to just like lead from within is always a good way for me to um, yeah stay inspired. Oh yes, of course, yeah. and I can see that you're very intuitive, and I think that that's what makes your content so interesting is it comes from a place of such purity of not really doing anything that you know is going to be popular but just because it feels good and you think it looks good in that moment yeah that's exactly it that's intuition yeah (laughs) i don't know i feel like i should forward plan i i just like every day i'm like oh let's do this this new idea popped up and i sort of like live by that it's good to like be organized and think what I want to do like the next few months and so I'm trying to work on that <laughs> and I think having that like wellness coach and having Sunny in my life is really helpful yeah awesome yeah. so what would you say to someone who is thinking about starting something or starting a business or starting a platform what would you say to them to help them overcome if the fear of starting um I think first ask yourself why do you want to start this like what is it that you want out of it mm-hmm. if it's something that if you want fame or you know if you want to try cool products and if that's what you want out of it then I'd say don't do it because it's a lot of hard work and you know it's not easy um, go back and get some work experience and really like find that grounding but if you already have the knowledge and the expertise in that field and I'd say just go for it just um, um, don't be afraid to take that leap and mm-hmm. make things happen yeah. yeah what are you working on yourself at the moment um, I wish I had like something exciting to say to share um, I really the two things I really want to do I wanted to do earlier this year and I haven't and I only have six weeks um, <laughs> so very fast. I really wanted to like explore um, and like learn a little bit because obviously like I'm working um, with photographers all the time and I know exactly what I want but I don't know how to do it myself so I'd love to like explore that a a lot more and art you know I used to paint a lot as a kid you know I've won awards um, in in school like I won like national awards and I came like second place in India for like art and like I just like sort of left and shunned that part of me so I really want to explore that oh definitely and that somehow kind of translates through to your work because that's creative energy yes you can pull that through and right now I'm just going to like paint to have like paintings for my house and see how that goes yes I love that okay what is some what is the biggest lesson you have learned about creating your own success um I think success is is such a broad definition uh I you know I really think that we are very hard on ourselves and you really have to um just you know acknowledge your growth acknowledge what you've learned and that is really true success is like if you're changing you're evolving you're learning you know you're helping someone out of the way um, i think that's like true success because i feel like we think of success in this very corporate way and i don't like looking at success in that sort of a way mm. yeah it's very egotistic you know i mm. think success is more like internal growth and your relationships with your friends and family like do you have um you know are you you know meeting everyone and staying in contact with everyone and like alongside of like getting some of your dreams come you know making your dreams come 
through, but I think that's really true success. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's like karma, right? Yeah. What you put out, you'll get back. And yeah. a lot of the time, I think people spend a, spend a lot of their time seeking external ex- success and sometimes getting there and realizing actually maybe it's an inside job. Yes, exactly. Mm. It's not true. Yeah, like true growth comes from within. And I think like, yeah, you just, if you're, I think making strong connections is, I think, very successful to me that's successful if I've made like strong connections whether it's with my um, audience my community and you know they're engaged and we're connected in this like really beautiful way I think to me that's like success and Mm. numbers is not a thing Mm. and making a difference exactly yeah that's beautiful so what do you have planned next for your business what can we expect to see Um, like I said events I'd love to do that series so we'll see how that goes it also definitely stresses me out because um just the idea of like you know being there like wondering is anyone gonna show up you know that's like very nerve-wracking so i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a few and like test the waters and see how stressful it is and yeah. then figure it out yeah awesome events yes and where can we find you um in auckland <laughs> Online as Online. well. Oh yes, of course. Um, so my personal Instagram is Zenat Wilkinson. So Z W E N A T Wilkinson. It's a little bit easier to spell as a W I L K I N S O N. And um, source is source underscore underscore underscore. <laughs> you find us. Just put pop in source and like seven underscores and you'll find us. Seven underscores. <laughs> yeah. And I'll link it in the show notes as well if you can't find. Me. Yes, please. And our website is um, source. Awesome. And don't worry, we're not going to come knocking on your door. Yeah, and we also have a really, really cool um, newsletter that we do. So um, definitely sign up to that. It's a nice way, if you're not big on Instagram, it's a nice way to know know what's going on. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share? No, this was so great. It was so wonderful, like, speaking to you. It just felt like such a, like, I forgot that I was on a podcast for a while. That's the idea, girlfriend. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.